0: Landlord and Tenant Landlord and Tenant Hello everybody and welcome to another edition of the Landlord and Tenant podcast the only podcast that has the balls to ask the question can a landlord and tenant be buddies Hi everybody I'm one of your hosts I'm Landlord James and I'm your other
1: host, and I'm called Tenant Michael. Good to see you again, James. I hope you're
0: doing well. I trust you slept well. I did. Um, now, I'm going to be honest. That sounded a little creepy, Mike. I trust you slept well. I mean, first of all, it's 3 p.m. Oh, I didn't just okay. get up.
1: Well, I was thought we could pretend that we were just doing it, you know, first thing in the morning as far as the
0: listeners knew, but, uh, (laughs) um, okay. What just for, for fun, just for
1: some fun, you know?
0: Yeah, I guess that is one upside of doing this audio only thing. We can, you know, do all kinds of things that they don't know if it's true or not. I could, I could say I'm stabbing you with a knife uh, in your heart. Oh, right.
1: My blood is spurting everywhere and I'm dead.
0: Uh, so how's it going, Mike? how uh, How are things?
1: Um, you know, I'm okay. I'm better than last week, but I do have a oh, here's my bonnet, and what's that inside of it? Bzz, 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 bzz. It's a it's a friggin' bee. I've got a bee in my bonnet, James, because you know a lot of people in Canada are happy this week because, of course. Uh, a beautiful spotlight was Sean on this country's talent the weekend you know Toronto guy Scarborough guy he did the Super Bowl halftime show and he did a wonderful job but you know and you know don't, I'm not not knocking the guy at all it was great but I'm just I just wish that the guy had done a bit more Canadian stuff in his uh in his performance do you know what I mean
0: Uh, not, not really. I mean, it's cool that he's from Scarborough. Like, uh, what are you talking about? I agree. I'm just saying
1: that if you're Canadian and you're, you know, representing us on the world stage, you gotta do some more Canadian stuff, you know, for the folks back home. I watched his performance Uh, at no point. Did he, you know, pull out a hockey stick and sort of wink at the camera? Uh, He certainly didn't incorporate snowmobiles into the into the choreography. He had all those guys with the bandages on their heads. You know, would it have killed him to have one guy sort of zoom by in a snowmobile and go like, oh, what's going on, eh? You know, something like that.
0: So you, you sort of would have liked it if The weekend uh, sort of treated the Super Bowl halftime show a little bit more like a Tim Hortons uh, commercial? Well, that brings up another thing that really
1: b- bugged me. He didn't, I think he did a 15, 17-minute um, halftime show, he didn't, as far as I can remember, sip any Timmys. He didn't munch any, you know, Timbits or have their new egg sandwich that everyone is going b- berserk about. You know, if you're on, there's a we're talking a hundred million people basically are watching the Super Bowl halftime show. It's a great opportunity to sip a double double and like wink at you know wink at the camera,
0: you know, right? Again, like. This is, I mean, I don't know. Do people do people find that um, charming and funny? That absolutely sort of like, you know, it's great. It's always huh. great
1: to see it because it's 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 it captures what this great country is about. A couple other things really got me mad. You know, he did uh, like a, a bunch of songs. He had like, yeah, seventeen minutes. He didn't do any. He didn't do a single hip song in his Super Bowl halftime show performance. And if I had been the producer of the nfl's super bowl halftime show i would have said hey weekend love your songs you you certainly know your way around a hook would it kill you to do some hip i'm talking nautical disaster i'm talking uh little bones i'm talking uh you know uh a head by a century
0: Again, like I, I feel like for the weekend he was treating this as an opportunity to get his music out there, not so much do like, a, well, I'm a Canadian, eh? Like I don't think well, he was certain, trying to. Yeah, exactly. That's why I'm so mad. I, That's why I'm I so hear mad you. I just, I, I don't know if people, like, I don't, I don't know if, if people actually do like that, that sort of joke. Of
1: Everyone Canadian. loves it, James. You're the well, odd man out. It's always wonderful to have. Five to seven Canadian symbols that are endlessly paraded out that we're supposed to just applaud like clapping seals. And everyone loves it. Also, I'm mad that he didn't have a dancer dressed up like, you know, a big
0: carton of poutine. That would have been nice. Yeah, that's another one. Yeah. Poutine, yeah. beavers, hockey. Oh, God. yeah. Right? At least I got to
1: hand him this. You know, when he came out at the beginning, he was wearing that red jacket. And I was like, okay, at least he's you know tipping his hat to uh, to Detective William Murdoch, the main character on uh, Murdoch Mysteries, right? Because he's it's like a red Mountie outfit. So at least the weekend was um, you know acknowledging Murdoch Mysteries.
0: Yeah, I'm sorry to tell you this, Mike, but um, I, I don't think he wore that red blazer uh, as some sort of nod to Murdoch Mysteries. I, I think he was um- sort of. No, I
1: think it was uh, a little tip of the hat to Murdoch Mysteries. It's a very popular
0: show. Uh, I don't think the weekend was was trying to give us a little nod to Murdoch Mysteries. I I'm pretty sure the red jacket was sort of a nod to uh Michael Jackson, the famous, hmm. you know, singer.
1: I really don't think so. But okay, I don't want to fight about
0: this. I know? don't want to fight either. But I, let's just say I would be really surprised if the weekend was was sort of you know given a little shout out to Murdoch Mysteries over my. I mean, I don't know. That's just my read on the okay, guy. I, I, but compromise. At least the very least, he was giving a, a shout out to uh, to Do South. Remember that was no. another show yeah, with a mountain. I know the show. Paul Gross. Yeah he he's i I, he's not doing a shout out to do south it's it's clearly michael jackson (laughs) he even danced like michael jackson he wasn't like if he was doing a shout out to murdoch or do south he would have at least done some kind of line from the show or you know what i mean he was he was clearly doing michael jackson dancing and he sings i think am i mistaken
1: or at the end just as the last note faded away did he not look at the camera and mouth the words i am murdoch did no. I just make that up in my head? Yes.
0: Your right. weird brain made that up. All right. Agree to disagree. Okay. He did not like Murnock Mysteries. Like we I bet we could probably get Yannick B. So, or whatever his name is on this show. Like it's not that big. I mean, I know it's big for Canada, but
1: He's as he hu- he's a huge star.
0: Come on. Uh, I mean, he was in bank commercials. Yep. You know, I'm not seeing you know Jennifer Aniston and after Friends being in a CIBC commercial can't be that big. Well,
1: she's not welcome to be in one because we only cast Canadians in in those commercials. Thank you very much.
0: Anyhow. Uh. Well, you, I, when you said you had a bee in your bonnet, holy moly, you weren't kidding. This, this, I feel like this has been keeping you up ever since the uh, Super Bowl. Uh, strike that, it wasn't a bee, it was a killer. Uh, what
1: were they called? The killer hornets, the, the well, murder hornets. killer
0: bees, the murder hornet. Yeah, well, murder hornets. Okay, yeah, it yeah. was a murder hornet. Yeah, but oh. how was your week, James? We've heard about
1: me being angry. How was yours?
0: Yeah, you, you're an angry uh, Looney Tune uh mine was was great you know um if you've been listening the last couple weeks you know i've been working on my dojo and uh oh god it's been going great and it's really just brought something out in me i feel like i'm really giving back to the community and i'm growing as a person you know like and i'm giving back and people are benefiting like it's just awesome i'm so excited here thank you yeah Uh, it's, uh, it's exciting. Ding Dong Dojo. And, um, I actually premiered the ad for it, um, last week on the show Mm -hmm. and I've gotten so much feedback. You know what? Just, just so, so people know what I'm talking about. Maybe can we play the ad I made for Ding Dong Dojo again? Sure. Karate, Jiu Jitsu, judo, taekwondo. Each is a beautiful, unique form of martial arts. Yet each has one thing in common. They don't teach you how to attack someone in the ding dong dinky, or penis. The question is, why? 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 Hi, I'm James Hartnett. At my new dojo, I only teach you how to attack someone in the penis. Whether using your fists, throwing stars, sticks, a sword, or through psychological warfare, we are the only dojo that teaches pecker-based martial arts. Have doubts about my methods? Consider that I can teach you how to neutralize an armed assailant through attacks on his head, shaft, or even foreskin. And by the way, if you're looking to learn how to attack the balls, look elsewhere. This is 100% penis focus. I'll teach you how to kick a dick, punch a dick, burn a dick. Hey, the only darn thing I won't teach you how to do is a dick. So come on down to James Hartnett's Ding Dong Dojo. And tell them James sent you. Hmm, wait a second. I am James. (laughs) For more information, contact www.dingdongdojo.ca. Yeah. So that's the ad dingdongdojo.ca. And, right. um, you know, we played that last week and the feedback has been crazy. People are like just flooding mm. my email with requests to, to join the dojo. And you know, it's mostly been kids, teens who have joined up and, uh, <laughs> we've met a couple times. We're all wearing a mask. It's fine. Right. And, um, I've got the dojo going. I've got these, these kids are super pumped and I'm, Teaching them how to defend themselves and and get self esteem, and it's just been awesome, been really cool,
1: right? Well, okay, so I did say I was you know happy to hear you're having a good time, but I I did forget until you replayed that ad, I forgot that your whole dojo was just teaching people how to kick and punch people in the in the in the penis and uh, ding dong dojo, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm not super comfortable, not super comfortable. I, I am not super comfortable with that. Um, and I got to ask,
0: like, how are you? This is, let me just say that's ultimate political correctness run amok, run muck. Oh, a a, a man has broken into my house is trying to kill me. So using martial arts, I disarmed him. Oh, I hope you didn't disarm him in an effect in a way that I don't like. Give me a break, Mike. Life and death. Ding Dong Dojo is going to teach you how to take that guy down who's coming at you with a knife. So wait, okay. Let's
1: play this out. Say you are in your home in the middle of the night. You're asleep. You uh, you hear some some noises from downstairs, and it's a bur- it's a guy in a balaclava who's got a big gun. You would mm-hmm. act. You would try and aim for his his privates.
0: Yeah, Mike. I'm not going. Oh, where should I aim? Is it woke enough? If I sh- maybe I should aim for his backside. Or s- give me a break. Ding Dong Dojo teaches you, how to, teaches you how to take people down only through attacks on the penis, and that's what I'm teaching people, mostly kids right now. Okay. and like that's the future of martial arts.
1: Okay, um,
0: I gotta ask how do you how do you
1: teach? Because you're you're surely not volunteering your own body
0: for these people yeah. to, to punch and kick you, and the, no. the you know. Yeah, no, that is actually a reasonable question. And uh, something I've obviously taken into account. And uh, I have purchased a number of uh, very anatomically correct crash test dummies. Um, oh, that reminds
1: they... me Reminds me of... Sorry to interrupt. You, you said yeah. the words crash test dummies, and it reminded me of like,
0: once there was yes. this
1: kid. Mm-hmm. You know, the band? Yeah,
0: once there was this boy who... Got into an accident and home right after school, and when, if finally like again Right? Yes. That guy. Yeah. Brad something. What a voice! Brad dummy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, Crash Test Dummies. Winnipeg Band. Check them out. Uh... Yeah. Anyway, so I bought these anatomically correct crash test dummies, which you know is an, is uh, only produced by one factory, okay, uh, in the world, which uh, in uh, in Sarnia, uh, oddly enough. And so, um, shout out. Yeah. So it's so it's great. I got these crash test dummies lined up. They're let's just say they've got a lot going on downstairs. I'll put it that way politely. And oh. all my all my students are. Punching and kicking and ninja kicking these dangly donglies, <laughs> and we're learning. We're learning. We're gonna. This is gonna be the new thing. So
1: I'm just trying to imagine what your dojo looks like. It's you. I guess there are mats everywhere. Um, you're all in geese. and all oh right. That's the word gi. <clears throat> and <Keep> saying suit. <laughs> yeah. Well, as a sensei, you might want to get the lingo down and it's you and you're instructing, you know, dozens and dozens of children and teenagers and they're just kicking and punching and biting and headbutting all these not uh, biting
0: not okay. biting
1: all of these dummies that have full privates. And how big are we talking here? Cuz you're saying well, dingling, dangling, dongling, you know, what are we talking about?
0: Well, when you know, when you're starting you have to have a bigger target to make it easier. But so when, when you're kind of like talking like pre yellow belt, it's a you know, we're talking I don't know how to put this politely, we're talking John Ham, okay?
2: But okay. as
0: you progress up the belt system, when you get to like a black belt, <laughs> yeah, maybe you're dealing with a micro penis. So
1: So you know the more advanced the student gets, the smaller the privates they have to attack are on the dummy exactly oh, exactly that's that's really smart that's really smart yeah, yeah.
0: because you got to be ready for anything at ding dong dojo if if you're if you're dealing with a an, ass, an assailant coming at you you don't yeah. know what he's packing he could be sure he could I be you don't, you don't have time in that split second you don't have time to go like can i ask you a question here uh what are you packing you know what i mean exactly no yeah. you 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 have to just deal with what it with what's with what's coming hey it could be a male porn star coming at you Or, you know, it it could be a little uh, shrinky-dink. It it could be the classic grower-not-a-shower thing. You don't know if you're getting a grower or a shower. Yeah. If it's a grower, well, you might be looking at a little nub of a thing. Okay. And if it is a nub, you still gotta know how to do the karate on it. (laughs) All right. Well, I guess you have this more worked out
1: than I... Than I thought, and uh, I do apologize for you know for being so hard on you, um, you know, challenging you, you know.
0: I appreciate that, and I, I guess I accept I accept your apology. Hey, um, before we move on, hey, we should mention that um, on February fifteenth, twenty twenty one, at seven p.m., we are doing a live streamed episode. Um, I don't have the address yet, but. <laughs> If you look at our Twitter, we will tweet it out. And if you want, you can watch us and our guest and even type in comments that we'll, um, you know, respond to. Let's put it this way. Um, You can
1: interact with us in a real uh, time, uh, right?
0: Yes. Oh, yes. There will be no delay whatsoever. Um, And we've done this twice before. And I think it's pretty fun. It's a lot of fun, you know? But Jeff, yeah, if you check out us at uh, LT Podmas on Twitter, um, we will tweet the link if you'd like to join us. Absolutely, or on our Instagram. I'm sure we'll let you know too, which I think is also LT Podmas. Yes, sir. Another thing, please go
1: to patreoncom landlordtenant if you uh, feel like supporting the show. We would love it. Uh, anything you give helps us. And also, if you can't help us financially, you can help us. Vibe wise, by uh, liking us and sharing us and commenting us on the on the Apple iTunes podcast machine.
0: Wow, you should be in sales, Mike. That was really good. Like you, you know that expression, yeah. you know, like uh, that guy could sell a chalk choc- a ketchup popsicle to a lady in white gloves. I mean that that's you. <laughs> I mean, you listen like you listen to your pitch and you just want to obey. That guy could sell. a, um, Let me try one here. Uh,
1: mm. Oh, that guy's such a great salesman. He could sell, you know, an apple to uh, to Adam and Eve after they've been oh. kicked out of the Garden of Eden for eating from the, you know, the the tree of knowledge after being told by God not to do so.
0: You know what? I think I like that. Working in the Christian angle. People Mm -hmm. people love that. Yes. You know, Uh, let me try one. Um, That guy could sell a piece of poo (laughs) to um, a penis. (laughs) Because that doesn't, the penis has no use for poo. It
1: absolutely has no use for,
0: unless you're into weird stuff, you know? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. You know? Oh, boy. Yeah well why don't we take a quick break we've got a very fun guest coming up yes let's get to it
1: Welcome back to the show, everybody. We've got a real treat for you this week. He's a fan favorite. Hell, he's a host favorite, and that's
0: very rare. And uh, that, he's Well, making that his- is so true, Mike. We dislike, oh, 80% of the guests. 80 to <laughs> 85, yeah.
1: And uh, anyway, he's making his umpteenth appearance on our show, and he has quite an announcement to make. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome back Mr. Chris Locke.
0: Hangin' tough. What's up? That was great. That makes me also think of the Weird Al version. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, Oreo. Oh, 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 What's in the middle? The white stuff. I love the white stuff. <laughs> no Maybe. way. In the middle of an Oreo. The white stuff. Holy, that... Can I go further? The yeah. first one was a sweet one. The second one was a blast. The third one was a neat one. I ain't it up so fast. I love the white stuff.
1: Is that from the, the Nirvana parody album, or is it from the Jurassic Park parody? Oh,
0: I believe that was from Off the Deep End. Off um, the Deep End? That was really prime Al, if you ask me. Um, that had... Remember the, that Weird Al song off that album? Um, it goes like, you slammed my face down on the barbecue grill. It was like a gentle ballad about how his girlfriend had beat the hell out of him. You don't love me anymore. Yes. Yes, Mike. Yes. Do you know any lyrics off by heart? I know quite a few, but but enough about Weird Al oh, Yankovic. Mike, Got to always stick to the
1: schedule. Let's get to Weird Chris Lokovic, who's our guest this week.
0: My hey. baloney. <laughs> <laughs>
2: my baloney i saw uhf a bunch of times but after that i didn't buy any of the later albums i knew the earlier ones from like (laughs) friends older brothers had them
1: do you think that weird al because he's like in his mid 50s maybe he's 60 by now do you think he still has to like does he personally stay on top of like (laughs) all the latest music like soundcloud or like the billboard hot 100 to like stay like as up to date as possible or do you think he has a huge staff of young people who he hires to uh to keep, you know, keep tabs on what's happening in the culture.
2: Yeah, I wonder if he's got a song like on the shelf like I can't eat paste when I'm with you cuz you're my <laughs> kindergarten teacher.
0: <laughs> uh
2: but I'll tell you one thing, I don't know, but I think I mean the last one was a hot rap song but that was like years ago now right mm-hmm. um white and nerdy or whatever
0: White, and nerdy. yeah that was like i think that was 10 years ago oh. hey what if but i you go- know what
2: i this is what i know about him he's vegan and Woo. doesn't drink and and still looks like 30 yeah. and his hair looks still looks like a plant that you just bought at the um yeah nursery store and
1: his body is amazing it's perfect.
2: His body's not weird. It's, it's perfectly normal. Well, Weird Al, this
1: is me your doctor and I just got to say your name might be Weird Al, but your body is normal, uh, is perfect body.
2: <laughs> what makes you so weird anyways, Al? Oh, I t- change song lyrics to food.
1: That's weird.
0: <laughs> You know, um, the secret I think to Weird Al looks staying looking young is that he looked mm-hmm. 50 when he was 20, I think. And if you look fi- huh, old yeah. when you're young, then you just stay that age for the rest of your life. See Patrick Stewart.
2: That's right. <laughs> yeah. Weird Al is Or Kelsey yeah. Grammar.
0: <laughs> hey, um, oh. if I went through the uh how many of these ring a bell, the track listing for off the deep end. Smells like Nirvana, track one. Yes. Mm-hmm. I remember that, that video. One.
2: I definitely watched that video amazing and is that the the one with the jurassic park song jurassic park is frightening in the dark oh no that's the other album may may i say something Was that before or after after
1: may i say something about uh smells like nirvana yeah in the video for smells like nirvana he got the same janitor
0: (laughs) who acted in the video for smells like teen spirit and that's just a little factoid that I know. Remember in the Smells Like Nirvana video when they pull like someone's nose and it stretches out? Remember that? Yeah, that was messed up. That was <laughs> fucked up.
2: I remember watching the Smells Like Nirvana video and thinking, don't make fun of this. This is serious. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But I I read that Kurt was really happy about the parody or something. Kurt Cobain. I say Kurt I know
2: him. Oh, yeah. He seemed really happy. Courtney, get out the good heroine.
0: (laughs) I'm in a good mood because
1: Weird Al wants to parody
2: me. (laughs) Oh, woo! (laughs) Hey, Kurt. This is Christ Novoselic. Hey, Kurt. Did you see the Weird Al parody? No. Play it. Here it is. (laughs) And then he plays it. And then after it's done, Kurt goes, Get my gun. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, guys. I always make, and it meant a lot to me when Kurt Cobain blew his brains out. It was really sad and frightening for a long time. And anytime I try to make a joke about it, though, even 20, 30 years later, it doesn't work. Everyone is still really upset about it. I made a joke about it at a comedy show (laughs) in Seattle. And basically, in like two thousand and like twelve or something, and basically couldn't. Nothing oh. I said would work after that, and I had to just leave the state. Mm. It was insane. That's like making a joke to... about
0: Kurt Cobain in Seattle's like making a joke about Doug Gilmore in Toronto. <laughs> yeah, don't go there.
2: It's like making a joke about uh, boot sauce in Montreal.
1: <laughs> it's like if you had gone, Chris, to Germany and made fun of Oktoberfest during the month of October, and you would be booking yourself yeah. a ticket right back home as soon as possible.
2: Yeah. I also made a joke about Sleepless in Seattle, and they were like, shut up. Hey, yeah.
0: this Stop Canadian on our is doing
2: a Sleepless in
0: Seattle joke? We've been doing those jokes for 20 years.
2: <laughs> we're depressed because it always rains.
1: Every famous musician from our town killed themselves.
2: <laughs> Not us. Hey, it's Mud Honey. <laughs> yeah, boo. What? We were so close to being the ones. You guys sold out. <laughs> I genuinely you know love Mud Honey. I really do.
0: Yes, I've never heard Mud Honey.
2: A couple of their albums uh in the early early 90s were my favorite cuz I didn't yeah. Yeah, you'd like it.
0: Remember how good that Temple of the Dog song is? <laughs> I'm going hungry. I'm going hungry. Yeah, yeah.
1: I'll tell you what they should use that song for for the next darn Pizza Hut ad campaign. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: hey, Pizza Hut's new $5 pizza popperinos, you won't be going hungry. It's I'm, going temp- hungry. <laughs> I'm going I'm, hungry.
2: Temple of the I'm going <laughs> hungry.
0: With Tim Horton's new cinema <laughs> cinnamon <laughs> breakfast roll double-double popper, you won't exactly be going hungry, Chris. I um, don't mind eating Tim's cause it tastes so very good
2: yeah that oh. video was like a bunch of grunge guys with long hair ripped jeans and plaid shirts uh, standing in a wheat field was it basically yeah. saying we're like you know when you were a kid and you would
1: with with like other friends waiting for dinner and you'd like occasionally like bang on the table going like we want food we want-. <laughs> that's basically what that song is <laughs>
2: Everybody um, always called Temple of Dog or Temple of the Dog a super group, but <laughs> how can he be a super group if no one knows any other song by, you, you know? Like, what other song did Temple of the Dog make? They I need a the, drink.
0: I'm thirsty, like, as <laughs> hell. I am also thirsty.
2: I'm I am some itchy. exercise. <laughs> yes. Cold. Very basic <laughs>
0: themes. <laughs> I'm annoyed. They were on heroin at the time
2: temple of the god oh now i get the name wow well they're
0: actually pillorying the very idea of religion probably
2: oh my Um, g. oh my d dog do
0: do any of these other weird al songs from uh, this album come to mind um i can't watch this you know yes. what? That's a parody of
1: Weird Al makes he just he just goes after the mindlessness of television in
0: that song. But do you know what song he's pari- parodying?
1: You can't touch this by MC Hammer. Michael,
0: you got it. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: Um. See, he's, the thing yeah. Is, real James, criticism of.
1: Mm. I received this CD for my birthday the year it came out. So Did, oh, so you're a
0: pro. Okay.
1: <laughs> you know that after mm. his music career sort of died down, MC Hammer became, I believe, a a pastor. And mm-hmm. can you imagine cool. getting like, you know, li- like life advice or like advice about like do this or else you'll burn in hell, and you're sitting there thinking like, hold on a second, this this priest up there giving me all this advice, he sang a
0: song about the Adams family. <laughs> <clears throat> now he did become a preacher. I don't know if that is the same as a pa- no. He's an ordained minister. Mike, you're right. <laughs> That's stunning.
2: Um, pastor. now Hammer, how can you be teaching all my kids about? Ghouls and goblins. If you're also preaching the word of the Lord, (laughs) (laughs) ghouls. (laughs) I don't know what the. How do you do a southern guy's voice? Is it true or is it not true
1: that you once had close relations with Uncle Fester and Cousin It?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Or he's like, this is yeah, his like uh, speech to the church, like in the nineties. I was crazy. I was sleeping with Cousin It. I was 69ing with Fester.
1: You know, in Weird Al lore, the one person who never allowed Weird Al to parody his music uh, is Prince. Prince wouldn't... Really? Prince didn't suffer fools, I guess, and he wouldn't permit Al to to parody, you know, Raspberry Beret or Little Red Corvette. It could have been like Little, you know, uh, Little red, red Corvette. Yeah, <laughs> Red Corvette, sorry. Or like Raspberry Beret could have been like <laughs> Raspberry Pate or something. Or, <laughs> oh my um, God, that's good. Red Pepperette or something, you know, some sort of food.
0: Raspberry Pate. It's really gross. I don't know why we made it raspberry pate. Or Let's Go Crazy. Or
2: could have been a song about Thanksgiving.
0: Let's get gravy. <laughs> let's get nuts. <laughs> and That's
1: When good. Doves Cry could have been like, um, uh, when, uh, let's see here, when gloves uh, dry. And a song about a guy <laughs> who's got wet gloves from having touching yeah. snow, you know? Mm.
0: This is how it feels like <laughs> when gloves dry.
1: And maybe maybe Weird Al presented these ideas to prince and prince just looked at the sheet and was like this is bullshit. And wouldn't let
0: him do it. What about purple rain? Hmm,
2: purple. Purple. Stain. Purple pain. <laughs>
1: I just don't want to have Have this Nurple pain.
0: <laughs> nurple pain. And it's pain. about getting
2: a purple Nurple. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> nurple pain. How does the verse go? In... Oh, it's like, oh, maybe I don't know if I can ever forget when you twisted my nipple like that. <laughs> nurple pain. Nurple pain.
2: <laughs> oh, that's good. And then a whole movie. He could make a movie called Nurple pain. Yeah. <laughs> And it's about him riding around on a motorcycle (laughs) and there are circles cut out of his shirt so you can see his sore nipples.
0: (laughs) Oh my god.
2: Nurple pain. Nurple pain. Nurple pain.
0: (laughs) Ow, I just don't want you to touch my nipples like that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh Oh, baby, why do you twist my nipples like that? (laughs) <laughs> oh my God.
1: Purple <laughs> <Ugh>. pain. <laughs> and he brings out the, uh, it starts raining, right? And then he brings out a purple accordion and he can't, he keeps trying to play it, and but going, ow, ow, because he's in, he's in pain.
0: <laughs> That's good. And the then he looks right harsh. at the camera and
2: goes, my accordion's rubbing against my sore nipples. <laughs> <laughs> is that how Weird Al talk?
0: Yeah, kind of. And the um, uh, yeah, the guitar solo is an accordion solo. Or It's like a, a polka, I guess. I have
2: to admit, I love his polka mega mixes that he does.
0: Yeah, those are good.
2: Those are fun. They're really good. And there's a polka king from like Saint Catherine's, Ontario, or something name like or there's somewhere a polka king named yankovic and they're not related apparently mike you would know is that true um there's a guy who would win like a grammy award every year for like
1: best polka and i'm sure there was stiff competition uh <laughs> whose name was yankovic but, yeah i don't
2: think they were related but you'd andy you yankovic <laughs> or it was like walter yankovic or something yeah Damn. How does polka go again?
1: (laughs) So our friend Aaron Eves, who's been on the show many times, I think we might have even talked about this a few times. He appears for a split second. If you pause a live Weird Al DVD, he appears in the audience with a a smile of wonder on his face. He He looks
2: like he's on the most ecstasy anyone's ever taken (laughs) and all he's doing is looking at weird al
0: i gotta tell you i thought i was the guy that you know put the biggest smile on aaron's face i I see that picture i'm getting jealous i'm going what's weird al got that i don't
2: i actually feel like it's cheap that you guys uh, were having a weird al episode without aaron yeah we should almost move on we should have a weird al mega episode with aaron yeah Yeah.
0: it's actually insane not to include Aaron also quick shout out to Aaron he put on Facebook yesterday if anyone asked if anyone has any recommendations on a paper shredder so if you do I guess DM (laughs) us and we'll tell Aaron that
1: that gets the the wheels spinning in my head and I'm thinking okay what kind of incriminating documents does this guy friggin have that he needs to very quickly get rid of you know
2: weird Al fan fiction (laughs) (laughs) Uh, my um, baloney is in your bun (laughs) <laughs> um, now god um, i'm uh, not i'm off today guys
0: <laughs> what are you talking about that was 20 minutes that was just fantastic it, it, was, it was glorious was
2: can i but, you please know, pitch and well no let's... yeah because
0: i was i was just trying to set this up here oh you know we got we've, we've had this sort of little chat introductory chat but like mm-hmm. i mean Chris, unless you don't want to go in this direction, I mean, we we kind of brought you on with an announcement because you've got mm-hmm. some pretty fucking cool career news. It's actually pretty sick, and you wanted to talk about it.
2: Yeah, well, okay, thanks. Finally, we're getting around to it. Looks like I'm going to be back up on the big little screen. This, if Everyone's got big TVs these days, but they're in your house, so they're little. They're not the same size as movie screens. Anyways, <clears throat> looks like I'm going to be in a few new TV shows playing the dads of some certain uh, big characters. Hey, yeah. that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Congrats, that's uh, man. It's great to hear. Uh, <laughs> what, what characters? There's a Batman show coming out where I play Batman's dad, which I'm really excited about. I think that's going to have a lot of longevity. Uh, uh, I haven't signed anything yet, though, but I'm hoping for at least to see like three seasons worth on that contract, you know? Right. Um, there's but a you new... haven't signed. Okay. Yeah, no, I haven't signed yet, but the... my agent's dealing with it. And... Wait,
0: what's have you seen like the
2: first script or anything or just... No, not yet. Just, um, uh, I did the audition and they were laughing their butts off. They thought it was hilarious. And they said, sure, why not? Ha ha ha.
0: (laughs) So you Uh, don't know if it's like just an episode or a longer, but you, cause yeah, there is a, man, whatever. I'll leave it. What? No, it's whatever.
2: Um, when there's another episode where I play a dad and, uh, my daughter's, um, uh, they're like in their 30s okay and they're their 30s and uh they have a failed bookstore so they come back home and live with me uh yeah and i play the dad <laughs> which is weird okay. because the actresses are like 35 and i'm yeah. only like seven years older than them but anyways it's and they're really like anyways it should why be is good. that weird
0: well, the well age, have you ever age heard of a 7-year-old
2: dad? I don't know.
0: No, I mean, yeah, I guess I guess that is weird, yeah. And so I think I got many...
2: cast cuz I look maybe older or they look younger. I don't know. I'm still trying to figure it out. And the weird and, thing is is they're both really pretty and nice. And so on set, I'm like, are they flirting with me? And then I'm supposed to be <laughs> their this like older character. I don't know, it's weird. Right.
0: So do you think they're flirting with you like uh, like when they're
2: saying their lines? Is that what you mean? No, when they're saying their lines, I I want to be honest here. Full disclosure, they're yeah. acting like my daughters on the TV show, and I'm acting like the dad. There's nothing like that, right? Right. But you know how like when you're working day in day out on yeah. a TV show, you're all hanging out. <laughs> anyways, it's anyways. I told them I'm married. Whatever. So can I ask? Like, you're d- say you're doing
1: a scene with the two. The, uh, f- I think you said they were pretty yeah. actresses playing your daughters. Yeah. So f- you're doing the scene. You're you are the, you are their dad for all intents and purposes. As soon 100%. as the director
2: yells cut. Yeah. Does the flirting uh begin? In my opinion, that's what it feels like. <laughs> okay. Because I guess that, you know, yeah. it's just like small talk, of course, like we all do small. And it's also like workplace environment, you know, people like flirt to keep the day going and keep it light and fun. Right. I feel like that's what's happening, but it makes me feel weird because of the role I have on the show and the fact that the producers think that I'm supposed to be way older than these girls, but really they're yeah. like, I don't know, they're closer to they're close to James's age, and I'm not that much older than you, James. Um, mm. You know what I mean? So it'd be weird if it's like, I would be your dad.
1: I don't know. Anyways. It, it sounds like a weird situation you're in on this show. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I think the weirdest part to me, to be honest, is that the producers think that I look like I could be their dad. Right. Mm-hmm. And they are gorgeous. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> I guess and,
0: that would be weird for viewers of this show when they watch the show and they think, mm-hmm. oh, there's the, these these pretty girls and there's their har- harmless dad. And then they wouldn't know the behind the scenes. You're kind of macking on them. I'm not. I told them. Sorry, I'm I don't even know what macking means. Flirting. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm not, though, even that. No, not, I'm not macking nor flirting. So can I've I ask- told them that I have. I think they're flirting with me, which is weird because I'm like... I always talk about being married. Always. So
1: can I ask Chris, like just to clear the air, do you like, you don't give them, I'm assuming you don't give these two pretty actresses who play your daughters, you don't give them like flowers or surprise them in the in their dressing rooms with like, oh, here's a basket of, of jam or whatever.
2: After the wrap of the first episode, I don't do anything. I don't do anything. After the wrap of the first episode, they bust into my uh, change room yeah. And both kissed me on the cheek at the same time and took a picture of them kissing me on the cheek at the same time and they and they gave me flowers and then okay. laughed and you know rubbed my head and stuff and said like we love you daddy or whatever. <laughs> ha ha ha.
0: <laughs> right. Okay. So it's just like, camaraderie. And, these are like two, and
2: then they ran out and that's it. And it's like, I don't know if I can be in this situation. It's weird. Right.
0: And these yeah. are like two uh, sort of attractive women who are thirty five and they're going up to you and kissing you and saying, We love you, Daddy. They're,
2: they're actresses like that I never met before before this job and I feel like it's weird for various reasons.
1: You, can I ask just just to paint a picture for the listeners um can you compare what they look like to some actual, like some famous actresses that listeners would be familiar with just so we can uh, as i said paint the proper sort of uh, well they're both picture. twins
2: and they both look like rebecca raman stamos okay and like okay. how old is she like they look almost like you know what i mean like yeah so it's but like, you're, you're I'm married only, right so like i, I tell ask. them i'm married all the time and they say haha we know this is just a tv show like what's wrong with you oh <laughs> they go stop saying you're married they get mad right they say stop saying you're married we know what the hell's wrong with you to them it's like they don't have a problem being the way they are but for me it's uncomfortable it's my work environment anyways whatever now i gotta ask i'm not married i look that old i don't know no 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 that's fucking bullshit and you know folks let us know um my agent goes chris a gig is a gig you gotta take (laughs) it yeah
0: I gotta ask. Like, I've I've never been married. I'm not married. Um, not the marrying kind. I've never settled down. Never been like even in a, a you know, monogamous relationship. But when you're married, like, does it turn off? Like when you see uh, these pretty girls, um, when you're in the in the show with you, does your mind mm-hmm. just turn off thinking like,
2: ooh, because yeah. your married brain takes over. Hundred percent. As yeah. when you make those vows when you're getting married, literally. A compartment of your mind has a metal door shut. <laughs> and you can't get in there. It's like, can you get into Cerebro when Professor X is using the Cerebro machine? It's like that right. important. You know? Okay. No, you can't unless you're like an X Men with the passcode.
1: Well, it sounds like you're 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 safe then. Um, um. I know
2: it's just weird for two reasons, and I don't understand yeah. what's going on. One is like, am I that old? I don't think I look like I'm their friend more than I'm their dad. And second mm. is like, I feel like they're being inappropriate off set off. Uh, yeah. Do they ever contact you? Um, and they after... are gorgeous. Me saying gorgeous is not like it's they're literally, literally Hollywood actresses, right? Anyways, um, do you, do you ever?
1: contact them or do they ever contact you after hours like on the weekend or late at night in the middle of the night maybe does that kind of ever happen
2: yeah they text me when i'm watching um uh you know i'm watching tv with my wife i get a text that says hi daddy ha 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 we're at this bar ha 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 if you want to come ground us for being bad ha 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 and then i and then i text back i'm not your dad in real life ha 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 don't you
0: know, <laughs> so it so almost sounds like they're doing almost a co- cosplay of like you're our dad, and like leaning into you know treating you in real life as a dad, but because you're similar age, you're receiving that like flirting.
2: Yeah, but maybe they do think I'm older, like a dad. Have and you ever then told them how joking. old you are? Yeah, they know. I told. I told everybody on set the first day I showed up on set. First thing I did after wardrobe and makeup as I walk on set and I tell everyone, ha ha, this is funny that I'm playing their dad because I'm not that much older. Right. Everybody knows, trust me, makeup, hair, everybody knows. The producers, the producers keep laughing every time I bring it up.
1: That sounds like a... Very- the producers
2: literally went, ha ha ha. That, you know, like you have to... Get over the fact that you could be—you look like you could be their dad. Have mm. you ever like gone out and partied with these ladies? No, I dare not.
1: Well, that's good. You're you're doing the right thing because a lot of guys in your situation would say, "Hey, you know, the wife can stick at home. I'm going out with these two very attractive Hollywood actresses who <clears throat> play games, mind games with me, or yeah. what, or whatever. You know what I, I mean? Know.
2: Exactly. I mean the first episode celebration like i said it turned into something crazy that night but technically i would just say that that's the celebration of our first episode rap so oh did you have like but just maybe like, james you would qualify it as a party i don't know it got weird for sure
1: did you just have a couple you know glasses of champagne maybe and sell it like to- a toast to our new television journey together kind of thing yeah
2: we kind of got really drunk <laughs> And really freaking high And then um, they both kind of like Made out with me a little bit
0: And uh, that's when I I was like That sort of explains why you feel this way You know what I mean? Like now I get it I think But this was a one time only
2: (laughs) And now they flirt with me all the time And it's weird Okay.
0: Well can I ask like how much I, that, I just want to say that is it is odd on their part, their first day and your part I guess, like first day on a show or first episode and you're getting drunk and making out with each other and you're married. It's it's a weird behavior.
2: The show is called Four Simple Rules If You Wanna Date My Thirty Five Year Old Daughters. <laughs> <laughs> oh God.
1: Well <laughs> Well surely this only happened Surely this only happened once to celebrate your first
2: episode, right? Like this is not like a regular occurrence? That's what I'm saying. It was I'm now it feels weird and I'm and I that's why I keep telling them I'm married. It's weird for various reasons because we have to act in these weird scenes. Mm-hmm. uh to make money as actors and then uh, you know I just can't handle it like the other day there was uh, at the craft table there was a bowl of freshly uh, cut kiwis mm. and uh there's tongs uh to take the t- kiwi so you don't spread germs you know you use a tong to pick up a sliced kiwi sure and uh i see you know one of the twins uh taking a kiwi without the tongs <laughs> Uh <laughs> and i go i'm serious I, I say to her i'm serious i'm not joking use the tongs we gotta be healthy uh on set and uh be- yeah and she goes oh you think uh you're scared of a little germs on your on your kiwi and then she takes the kiwi and puts it in my mouth slowly and uses her finger to caress my lips shut around the kiwi <laughs> oh. so that i have to eat it yes gross I know. that's not sanitary
1: that's disgusting. If that, I mean, to me, yes, I we've all had COVID
2: tests, and we know that everybody on yeah. set has had a COVID test and they're fine. It's like a, you know, it's like a room that's like sealed, like no non-COVID test having negative people are in there. Yeah, but that's even in these days and times with that much precautions, like to stuff a kiwi, a juicy, delicious kiwi into my mouth like that. Yeah, and then I to- and then she goes, and then I eat it, and she goes, "You like that?" And I said, "I'm married." I have wow. to, How many times do I have to tell you? So, yeah, I don't know. But that this was just talk-
1: one of them, right? That was <laughs> one of them, yeah. Of I can't twins. tell them apart, though. Well, hopefully the other twin didn't do anything like that. Uh, it sounds like the other twin has a bit more of a head on her shoulders uh, and that she probably doesn't do stuff like that. You know what I mean?
2: I can't tell. I don't know. They both kissed me on the cheek. <laughs> we I made out with both of them that one time. Right.
0: Um are they are they like nice to you when you're just chatting or are they
2: mean to you or it's kind of like a nagging thing it feels. Mm. It mm. feels like they're making fun of me, but like I don't know when they kiss me it feels erotically charged, but I don't know. <laughs> have you
1: Have you gone to have you complained to anybody in the production?
2: Um you know, for your own for your own safety. Yeah, I went to HR and they laughed their goddamn ass off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: everyone on set going...
2: mm. Everyone on set calls me stinky daddy. Why? No, I don't know why. It's like I got the job as a joke almost it feels. I'm going to tell you guys something, and you tell me what your opinion about it, okay? Okay. There's been a few times where we filmed scenes for the show, and I swear I couldn't see a camera or where a camera was. Really? Really?
1: Yeah. <clears throat> so do they use those micro
2: cameras? Like, hmm. That's what I'm thinking, or like a GoPro or something. What, what yeah. was going on in these in
0: these scenes when there's no cameras? <laughs> yeah what the heck was happening
2: another thing that happens on the show is you know these big tough guy like biker type guys try to date my daughters and i have to go up and tell them the four rules that they need to obey before dating my (laughs) 35 year old daughters yeah (laughs) and then uh and then there's a there's a running gag where these bigger guys beat the crap out of me and I don't use a stunt double or anything I go toe to toe -toe with these guys for real Whoa! and there's been a couple times where we've done scenes like that and I'm like I don't know where the camera is
1: (laughs) so for all intents and purposes it's just for real some big men um, hurting you beating you up you don't know if it's being recorded
2: yeah exactly wow (laughs) Mm-hmm. Man, and it hurts. <clears throat> and then, the, and then, uh, and then the girls laugh their butt off when and, these big
0: biker guys are beating you up off yeah. camera, as far as you know.
2: Yeah, and-, and like, then I've gone outside out of the studio to smoke a cigar because after every episode is wrapped, I have a glass of scotch and a cigar.
1: Yeah, that's how you unwind. Everyone knows that.
2: <laughs> yeah. And uh, the guys that were playing the biker guys on the show are still dressed in their biker wardrobe, and they ride away on motorcycles for real.
0: So it Weird. sounds like so it sounds like these these two women kind of go, uh, "Hey, Chris, we're going to film another scene," and then you go, yeah. "Okay," and then there's no cameras there, and then two biker guys beat you up, and they laugh at you, and then drive away on motorbikes.
2: Yeah, and honestly, I feel like the part where I say I'm married over and over again and they still giggle and like kiss me and stuff kiwis in my mouth like it does almost feel like an emasculating thing in a way weird well you know so i think i'm in a prank now that i think about it i think this show is a prank
1: well how many uh episodes in quotation marks have you shot
2: i don't know cuz they don't fully like we got the one the one day we had the party and then ever since then it's Seemed almost like this smorgasbord of scenes. I don't know how they're going to patch them together. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I'd say five or seven. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> well, what about? Can you tell us anything about this? Um, this Batman's Papa show. This, this you're playing Batman's dad too.
2: Yeah, that's what I heard. <clears throat> Apparently, I got the role. I'm really excited. Major Wayne, I think his name is.
1: Major Wayne, and can you give us like what's the premise of this? You know, beyond you being uh, Batman's dad.
2: Well, apparently, uh, I think it's just like I'm in a lot of scenes where I take young Batman to the movies.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah.
2: That,
1: James, have you seen? Have you seen like the 1989 Batman, James, or have you seen Oh, the absolutely, other with
0: Michael Keaton, Kim Basinger, the actor oh, yeah. from Arles. Yeah,
1: cuz there's I think there's another Batman as well that sort of has like the um I guess it's like an origin story kind of thing where Batman's I don't well
0: know if Batman you've seen this. begins yeah. also. Um, um and uh, then yeah, that 1989 Batman as well.
1: Cuz they always seem to have this scene. I don't know if you've seen these ones, Chris. Um mm-hmm. you might want to look them up where a okay. young Bruce Bruce Wayne is going, yeah, to the movies with his parents and then they're mm-hmm. uh they're basically gunned down in front of him and oh. that uh sort of Leads to him making the decision to become Batman.
2: Oh, because so his dad like has to give him advice from the hospital for a while <laughs> while he's recuperating from being shot.
1: I mean, they don't show that. I'm okay par- with that. That, that it's could an easy day well... on
2: set if I'm in the
1: hospital <laughs> bed. I mean, I don't know how they're go- which which direction they're going with this show you're mm-hmm. in. So you know, maybe.
0: Yeah, huh. like to be honest, in the in both the Tim Burton Batman and Batman Begins and mm-hmm. Batman the animated series, mm-hmm. um I do think the parents are yeah, murdered uh pretty early on in his mm-hmm. origin story. Like I don't know that they I don't know if they're going to go back like well before the parents are gunned down, like when you're like when the ki- when Bruce Wayne's like 3. Yeah, how far back do they go? Chris? Yeah
2: huh well yeah maybe the story starts when he's like three
0: then you could still get a few seasons in if if they start when he's like three you probably could still get a few seasons but yeah uh, i think that'd be
2: awesome but then yeah i guess it's kind of hard (laughs) because you're not really getting to watch batman that much well you should ask
1: them you should ask them if they can start when batman's three
2: I could make a suggestion. I know one of the writers, he's awesome guy. Um, he writes for a ton of shows. He writes, uh, well, actually, it is, he hasn't written for much, but he's, he's got a spec script for an Inspector Gadget reboot that's pretty funny. <laughs> and, okay. uh, you know, he posts uh, photos on Instagram all the time of, like, his name on the beginning title page of a final draft document. (laughs) So I think like I could probably ask him.
1: It sounds like he's got a lot of sway in the industry. So
2: (laughs) yeah, well, I got another announcement to make. Oh, this is announcement central. It's another comic book themed TV show, but I got a role as the incredible Hulk's brother.
0: Oh, cool. (laughs) Nice. Banner's brother.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Like a That's straight awesome. like a uh it's kind of almost like the odd couple. Like okay. oh. We live in an apartment together and the incredible hulk smashes everything and I always have to clean it up and it drives me nuts. And I take pills for my uh, anxiety.
1: <laughs> oh, so you're a, you play a man with mental illness?
2: <laughs> like yeah, I suffer from anxiety. Okay. Yeah.
1: <clears throat> and and so is it is it a, like a, a sitcom in the in the tradition of the odd couple or is it more serious or is it a blend?
2: It's very serious. Because it's about how it's about like yeah, the emotions that the Incredible Hulk and I go through trying to navigate a relationship um in such a small space. Uh I get smashed a lot by the Hulk. <laughs> and uh and then he also. There is a scene. I'm not going to give too much away, but there's a few scenes where the Incredible Hulk cries, and I have to comfort him. Oh wow, mm-hmm.
1: that's Isn't a that cool. Yeah, that's very cool. That's really cool.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's awesome. My,
2: my friend who wrote the Inspector Gadget spec script uh, wrote this show.
0: <laughs> well, so is like it it's... like a full show, or is it like a sort of a demo kind of thing? Or?
2: Right now, it's a demo. Yeah. <clears throat>
1: Oh, so you got cast in a demo.
2: Yeah, but apparently my friend who wrote the Inspector Gadget spec script and the Hulk and his brother pilot demo um, also knows people that work for Cheetos, you know, Chester Cheetah. And so apparently he's going to try and get money from them. We just have to eat Cheetos in every scene.
1: (laughs) Chris, I'm picturing the Incredible Hulk crying, (laughs) but on his face he's got some Cheeto dust, some orange Cheeto dust.
2: Yeah, well, there is a part in the script where uh, I say, "Come here, you," and I help him wash the Cheeto uh, orange off of his big green fingers <laughs> in the in the bathtub because he can't use a sink; it's too small.
0: <clears throat> wow, mm-hmm. you know that I have to say that is a thing with Cheetos—they taste good, but then your fingers after. I mean, it, it's mm-hmm. it's like a war zone. I know. I I think it's wonderful that we're you know alive during a time. Where
1: we are able to see superheroes experience the full range of human emotions,
2: and that's that's what I think he's going for. Yeah, yeah
1: like it, you're saying that we get to see the Incredible Hulk cry. Hell, I'd love to mm-hmm. see Spider Man. I don't know, have a some sort of a nervous breakdown. I'd love to see Wonder Woman deal mm-hmm. with, uh, you know. Uh, grieving the loss of a loved one uh i'm just you know thinking off the top of my head here but
2: yeah i'm basically like the bigger brother does kind of act like the incredible hulk's therapist like it's pretty cool Uh, i think it's gonna be a lot of fun for hulk fans there's a scene in the show i'll just give you another idea of what happens there's a scene in the show where the incredible hulk turns his laptop to face me and he says read this tweet do you think i revealed too much of my real self in this tweet (laughs) And then it, we help navigate the Incredible Hulk's, like, uh, social media persona and, you know, how much he's giving away versus, like, how right. much he should keep to himself, like, stuff like that. Privacy. And we deal with all that kind of stuff.
1: Those are, like, hot topics right now. And it's it's smart to uh, to have a show that deals with them.
2: That's what I'm thinking. Because, yeah, Incredible Hulk is, like, I just want to be funny on Twitter, but sometimes I'm in this mood and I just, like, I'm being too real and, like, does it make me look lame or whatever? Does weird Twitter think I'm lame? And I'm like, no, no, and I kinda like have to help him navigate through that. Um
1: Chris, what city is this incredible Hulk and his brother show set in?
2: Toronto. <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> awesome. Every show I'm acting in right now is set in Toronto, yeah. Okay. Oh, sweet. Home Holy. of the blue jays. Go Jays go. <laughs> And does your character
1: uh, you play the Hulk's brother on this show does he have mm. any you know a love interest
2: maybe or any kids or me or the my character or the Hulk your character your character yeah okay <clears throat> my char- so my character is uh called Danny and uh Danny does have a love interest yeah okay it's uh it's a grocery store clerk Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm.
0: Oh, that reminds me of the BNL song.
2: I am in love with the McDonald's girl.
0: If you remember that, I don't. You don't know that song? It sounds
2: like a Weird Al song.
0: He goes, "She was an angel in a polyester uniform." I think it was a B side. Aaron Eves uh, can fill us in, but I think it was. Yeah, we're
2: going uh, way. We're covering way too much Aaron Eves territory. Yeah. Sorry.
0: Sorry, Aaron. Um. Sorry, I took us on a tangent. Bad James, bad James,
2: down boy. Yeah, I know. Danny has a crush on a 60 year old woman who works at a grocery <laughs> store. And, um, how old is she? Sorry, I'm 60. Okay. My character's supposed to be 60 in the show, too, around that age. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, this is a similar issue as the show with the two 35 year old daughters. You're, I yeah, know. you're playing older, older guys, I guess.
2: I, it's weird, but I, it's just like, as soon as I turned 40, um, it's like my hit started working for my auditions. Like I just like get all these right. cool 60-year-old man roles now. hey, <laughs> work is work, right? Work yeah. is work. Yes. Well, that's what my agent says. He says, "Chris, you got to take it. <laughs> <laughs> a gig is a gig."
0: Yeah, well, well said, a gig. It is a gig. Nobody, you know, nobody judges actors for th- what they do. It's just, you know, you got to take a work job. You take a jump.
2: Yeah, I know some friends of mine that come from, like, the comedy world. Like, they do sketch. They do improv or whatever.
0: Mm-hmm. And
2: they make most of their money acting like a guy whose stomach just got upset uh, <laughs> right, in commercials. Right, diarrhea. Sure diarrhea, it's... cha-cha-cha. Oh. Um. Yeah. The trots, whatever.
0: I always thought that. I'm
2: sorry.
1: Go go ahead, James.
0: I mean, I'm sorry again. On on a tangent, I just was going to say I always felt like the word
2: "the trots" was kind of a British term. Do you guys feel that way? Well, they ride more horses over there, so. Um, And I also think of Trotsky from Russia. I've got the trots, Mm.
0: and you have an ice pick in your head. Not that you have to use the toilet. Kind of funny, kind of a funny, cute line if you're with a cute girl or something and you go, I've actually got the Trotsky's. Yes, sir. Yeah. You know, like reference. Leon. <laughs> Wasn't
2: his name Leon? Yeah. Leon Trotsky's coming out my butt.
0: I wonder if when he had diarrhea, he was like, oh, I'm having a me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. And uh, Vladimir Lenin laughed his goddamn ass off.
0: Yeah. if He's in the bathroom for some reason. He's showering. <laughs> like five minutes earlier, Trotsky was like, uh, "Do you mind if I use toilet while you're in the shower?" And Lenin's like, "Sure, why not? Who cares?" And then he's naked, showering, and Trotsky's having diarrhea.
2: Yeah, Mike might know this actually. After these guys finally, <clears throat> the revolution was over. They won, and they took over some of the like I guess they'd call parliament buildings or the government building there. In was it Petersburg or uh,
1: I think it was Moscow the capital at the time i think was petrograd that then oh, right. i think then That's they moved a cool the capital sounding name and yeah. they moved it i think they moved it back to moscow yeah
2: there must have been like for sure like cuz it was a sweeping drastic change right from the ar- aristocracy to oh yeah the communism yeah. so there must have been some guys there that were trying to pitch some like things that socialism socialism meant just to them you know what i mean like <laughs> We all shower now together, right? <laughs> yes, like, the revolution. Yeah. When, they, when they're trying to like get the revolution going, they keep saying yeah, yeah, but when it's over and they finally won, they got to like slowly shut that guy down now. We
1: eat uh, every day we have pizza for
0: supper, yes. <laughs> yeah.
2: More power to workers,
0: yes. More, you know, less, uh, no SARS ruling our lives, yes. woo and we shower together all the time, you know? Yeah,
2: men, women, whatever—it makes no difference to me. <laughs> what what voice was that? I'm sorry. I was trying to be Russian, and you got... ended up ended up sounding like a uh, spicy. Um. Yeah, I like the idea because that does happen, right? When people are trying to get a revolution off the ground, they they to encourage. Certain individuals, they have to be like, yeah, yeah, we'll do that too. Yeah, just say you're, just fund us and help us, and and then when the revolution's over, they're like, we gotta fucking kill this guy or something. <laughs> Someone put a
1: bullet in that guy who wants to shower his head.
2: <laughs> Come on, Lenin! You promised. Show me the show me your dick.
0: <laughs> People don't realize that pretty much every revolution involved a lot of the revol- like a lot of showering together. Um, It's been an integral yeah. part of, you know, uh, the overthrown Cuba, um, mm-hmm. Ireland, uh, you know, everywhere. I mean.
2: Every book I've read about guerrilla warfare, they always cut out the part where, the downtime where they're all bathing in the same stream. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> and they're whistling and <laughs> they're sort of just having a nice time. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Someone takes their pants as a joke. <laughs>
1: What's the longest you guys have gone during the uh the lockdown the the longest you've gone without bathing? A lot of people online are like, oh, I, I don't
0: shower anymore and I don't wear I don't wear jeans, you know? Well you're the only person I know who wears jeans every day. They're not that uncomfortable. <laughs> yes, they are. When you're lounging around, jeans are uncomfortable. Would you, Michael? Let me ask you this. Would you ever go to bed in jeans? Chris,
1: have if you ever gone to bed in jeans... James, of course not. I'd be a psycho if I went to bed in jeans. Then they,
0: they must jeans. not be that comfortable then. Who am I, the Whereas Joker? Whereas the sweatpants I'm wearing right now, I could sleep in all night.
2: Yes. I'm wearing sweatpants too. Yeah. I, I may have gone to bed in jeans when I was younger, wild party animal, but yeah. I didn't know I was going to bed.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, one of those. Yeah. You know, I have to be honest, I do shower every day. I... I yeah. think I'd be
2: disgusting if I didn't. Like, I Ma- would just smell. I think Mike has, like, an unspoken <laughs> list of ethics in his mind. <laughs> and even if it's during a pandemic, if you're not doing the correct thing, you're a scuzzbag.
0: <laughs> just just wearing jeans? <laughs> if you- Mike he always does dress nice. I mean, I got to give it to him.
2: He does, but hey, Mike, you'll you'll probably like this. I remember seeing this, uh, maybe you saw it too, the documentary about um, Marshall McLuhan, and he's wearing a suit, and he's telling all of the kids, <laughs> the students that he's talking to, that they dress like farmers now, because they wear jeans all the time, and he was kind of like, being like how you are to sweatpants, but he was being like that to jeans at the time, and this was the 70s, right. so what do you think? Have we fallen... So the it's fact just, we've gone beyond farmer and we've just become couch potatoes. So I'm like a farmer who's denouncing
1: like uh the jogging pants community.
2: Yeah, couch <laughs> potatoes I'd say.
1: Yeah. Well I I'm comfortable with that. Although I would never ever I I don't consider myself a farmer. Um you know, I occasionally raise plants in the spring and summer, but um, you know. I don't think I'd be too good as a farmer actually.
2: I know that's what caught me off guard. Was I? I yeah. thought Marshall McLuhan. It's the seventies, and you're, you've got these ideas about jeans being just like for farmers. It was bizarre because you Imagine know, those hippies. students
1: being like, ah, oh, f- fuck you, Marshall McLuhan.
2: <laughs> I like the idea of you being in that class and being and fighting back and being like, yeah, but these other guys with the sweatpants are are like couch potatoes, right, Marshall? That's worse.
0: Marshall McLuhan's <laughs> dumb. You know, it's a great, sharp look. A nice blazer and a pair of jeans. I know Marshall McLuhan is fucking Chris, dumb. You and me, Chris. When you and I go out, like when we and I go out in King Street and we decide let's go to a nice fucking bar and have some cocktails, what do we always wear? And we both know we're going to wear it. We're both wearing a blazer and, mm-hmm. and 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 sort of Marks
2: Work Warehouse jeans. I know,
0: and that's exactly. that is our uniform. When and we my go blazer's
2: out. from Marks Work Warehouse too. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Dakota. Like, that's Dakota fashion blazers. now. Marsha
0: has no idea.
2: I wear a Dickies blazer. Yeah. <laughs> it's got, like, orange uh, tape on it so that you can see me at night. It'd be funny if a weird dictator, it,
0: it, like, made it law that that's you have to wear a blazer and jeans.
2: A casual dictator. <laughs> Seinfeld the dictator. <laughs> But yeah, sometimes you can go to the store and everybody's wearing like pajamas and flipper slippers and stuff. It's getting weird.
1: I'm thinking when I see these people out there uh, shopping in their uh, pajamas, I'm like, what is this uh nap time or uh, the store? What is this you know
2: what, nap though? time
0: on my bed?
2: Let me <laughs> ask you this. Okay, let's let's get right to it. Let me ask you this. Cuz there's obviously some unspoken stuff not being said. <laughs> Do what? you make more money if you shower every morning and dress up or huh. during a pandemic? Or do you make more money when you just roll out of bed, scuzzy, put your sweatpants on, and go and trade stocks on your laptop? Who makes more money? Probably the, the stock people, you know? Scuzzy. But I mean, okay, say... Sorry, I didn't mean to say one is a stock person, one's not. Oh. I'm just saying... Out of style, out of style during the pandemic. Who do you think's making the more money? The disciplined oh. person who hops right into the shower and puts like
0: probably a nice the pair disciplined of jeans
2: person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wonder. You but, know what so I Mike will might say? might have a point there. It's like if you're not getting yourself in gear at the beginning of each day, every day during a pandemic, then your portfolio is going to slip.
0: You know what I will say too. I I, wonder I don't know if what this... I just
2: said. What did I mean by that? <laughs>
0: I I wonder if you guys uh, have had this, you know, could share in this a feeling like when you look at pictures of, say, your grandfathers, they're like, maybe they're 80 years old, but and they're just at home and not working anymore. Their hair is combed and they're wearing a nice clothes or something, a suit or whatever. And they look great. And you think Mm -hmm. that's a respectable old man. I think when I'm eighty and I'm wearing sweatpants and a dirty t shirt and my hair's all gross, like I'm gonna look mm-hmm. like a like Carl Oldie Oldman from Conan O'Brien. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> mm-hmm. it is it, you sure. do, it is something yeah. probably something to it. Mike's but, gonna look like a great old man. Yeah, when but he's he, yeah. dead and his grandparents well, see pictures of him.
1: Well, <laughs> thank, thank you very much. I will add though, James, sure our ancient, you know, great grandparents may have looked nice wearing a suit, but they also thought that like um disease was sent from the devil and that like Australia didn't exist
2: (laughs) or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. They literally got dressed up nice every day to impress God so that they can go to heaven. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like my grandkids, if you know, if this happens 20, 30 years from now, they'll be like, granddad, you're from the generation that was a kid for 50 years, right? (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: Look
2: at all these pictures of you as an older kid. (laughs) like with the hoodies and baseball hats and stuff
0: yeah they're gonna be like in in a terminator world because things are so bad and they're gonna hate us that we just goofed around uh, until we were like 70 and then society collapsed
2: yeah we were like taking pictures of our sandwiches in front of our tv while we could have been like trying to do something a bit nicer for the world yeah i really have to go guys i have a thing at three Okay. All <laughs> oh, right.
1: <laughs> Chris, is there anything before you go uh, home, is there anything you need to plug before we let you out of here?
2: Yeah, just keep an eye out for the show where I'm the dad of Batman, <laughs> the show where I'm the dad of the two Rebecca Roman Stamos-like lookalike twins, and the show where I play the Hulk's brother. I'm pretty sure those are all coming out for real on TV. Okay. And that's about it. Yeah. Well, definitely
0: follow Chris on Twitter. He is hilarious and uh, he's putting up f- funny videos all the time. Chris is one of the best stand ups out there. Check him out. And, uh, you know, Chris, hopefully we'll all be doing something fun soon. And uh, we love having you on the pod, man. Like, what else can we say? Anytime. Jeez. Like, I don't know. Just
2: You said it all. That's really nice. It means a lot to me. Ah.
0: <sighs>